Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. I know we call ourselves the Formula One podcast, but you know what, guys? I'm going to start this podcast by talking about another sport, specifically football, or very specifically FIFA. FIFA, yes, you know, football just got a lot more popularity in Japan than Formula One did, at least on the break day, the Saturday when we had no Formula One action. And it was almost uh, like Formula One was urging people to follow football because there was no qualifying, because there was no Formula One. Yeah, and you know, I saw Verstappen's FIFA setup. Kunal, it was incredibly advanced. I mean, he had a suitcase for the console, which is understandable. But he's also got a travelling screen for his FIFA needs. That was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's as though Max Verstappen doesn't trust the televisions around the world. So he just carries his own. That's how it <laughs> seems to me. But it was a very advanced setup. It was like the setup that a lot of people who are into gambling also, you know, they carry their poker <laughs> and they carry their blackjack setups all around. But... Good going, okay. Max. So, guys, in this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast, we are going to talk about Formula One. No, no, not Formula One. We're going to talk about FIFA. We talk about the politics behind the F1 2021 regulations. The one, you know, the one topic which is just getting delayed by every other week. Qualifying and race on the same day. Guys, we tell you why that won't happen and why that shouldn't happen, really. Like every other media platform, we discuss Lewis Hamilton's Go Vegan plea. And like everyone else, we have a point of view as well. But not that it makes any sense. But Carlos Sainz Jr., he is the Mr. Invisible of the sport. So we're going to discuss this whole host of topics. There's always a lot more as well. Uh, but, you know, guys, remember to subscribe to us uh, on iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, Google Podcasts and whatever else, whatever other platform for your weekly dose of Formula One humor. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to speak about FIFA and I of really you are. <laughs> yeah, because that's the talk of the paddock. So I think it's high time Formula One announces FIFA as the official game for the paddock, for the sport, and the official game for the drivers, more specifically. That's not a bad idea. And you know, while they do that, they should just announce Max Verstappen as the games director. You know, like we have a race director. But in this case, <laughs> yeah, uh, Verstappen will organize FIFA games for everyone in the paddock and participate in them, you know? You know, but seriously, I think Formula One missed a very good opportunity to promote the F1 2019 video game. And instead, we've gone and promoted FIFA. You know, it's also saying that when Formula One drivers don't do anything, they play FIFA. It's like they secretly wish they were footballers. That's the whole feeling that I get, you know, from all of this. So as a, as a Formula One fan, if you're not doing anything, play FIFA. That's what Formula One's trying to say. Yeah, and you know, my thought is that if Formula One drivers are Formula One drivers in real life, 
why we Formula One drivers in their virtual lives too, you know? I mean, I, they also have simulator duties. So yeah, all I mean, year round, in fact. What happened about eat, sleep, drink, drive, Formula One? And, yeah, and, so and, when they have a rain holiday, they want to play FIFA. That's No, okay. but I'm going to put it this way. And I, I don't mean that Formula One drivers shouldn't play FIFA. They should do whatever it is that they want to do. I just think that their communication on what game they would ideally play on their day off should be about Formula 1. It should be about the F1 2019 and not FIFA. And again, I speak like as somebody who's been a sports or a brand marketer. I just would want my biggest ambassadors and heroes to only talk about my sport. You're sounding an awful lot like Bernie Ecclestone right now. And I take that as a compliment then. <laughs> but you know what? I kind of get your point now. It's almost like, you know, uh, Max Verstappen carrying a Red Bull drinks bottle around. You know, that doesn't mean he's actually drinking Red Bull. But uh, yeah. Yes, thank you. And I'll also put it the other way. Just how many footballers, and I mean famous footballers, have you heard of playing the F1 2019 on social media? Has it come across any of your feeds. It's not come across my feed, at least. Yeah, but just like the other rule changes for 2021, I don't think this one will pass too. You, so mean, yeah. you mean the rule of making FIFA the official game yeah, of the Yeah, the planet. rule you just proposed. I will have to play a lot of politics for all of that to happen. And I think well, I'm... Well, best of luck. And I think I'm going to be up against the famous Max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, in the next few weeks, guys, we are going to witness Formula One politics at its best. And let's remember the current power unit manufacturers have already managed to get their way into the future or for the future when they got the existing hybrid turbo regulations extended to be in use till 2024. At this moment, I'd assume that there are like a lot of backroom negotiations going on. Kunal, I wish that the aero changes get approved above everything else, but not an unexpected from the teams who just try and rig the votes. We saw that coming. Absolutely. And the more the resistance from the teams, the more I am convinced that these are the correct changes to make for the sport of Formula One. Apart from the qualifying races, I mean, I wish or I'm okay if they tinker with everything else, but God, not qualifying. That's like my favorite part of the entire weekend. And uh, Suzuka also showed us how and maybe we could actually have qualifying and the race on the same day. Now, I am all for reducing the number of days at a Grand Prix week weekend. But I'm not for qualifying and the race to be held on the same day. Yeah, I actually read your post on your blog. Yes, I read your blog, Kunal. It was Thank very good. Thank you. Yeah, and I agree that same day sessions will just ask for more commitment from the fans. Basically blocking out, what, 20 odd Sundays in the full year. Yes, 22 Sundays in 2020. That's and, a lot of Sundays. And maybe 25 Sundays come 2021. And... It's like uh, you not do anything Sunday mornings because you're qualifying and then in the afternoons you'll not do anything because of the race. Basically, every single non-Formula One uh, f family or friend or whatever that we have in our lives, they are going to disown us. <laughs> so we're only going to be stuck with each other for company. Yes, guys, stuck with each other and stuck with <laughs> the millions out there who are listening to us. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week. But uh, going back to the rule changes, the other rule change I really hope falls in place is the budget cap. I think Formula One is incredibly and absurdly expensive. Yes, and I think all the excess money that Ferrari, Red Bull Racing and Mercedes spend, Kunal, it should go into Lewis Hamilton's Save the Planet Fund. <laughs> I am not joking. Don't laugh. Well, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton's social media posts evoked just so many reactions. In fact, Mercedes had to clarify... The 
his statements on his behalf you know and i think this was the first time that maybe mercedes probably felt a bit of a hit from a brand point of view as well and kunal i'm wondering if every single non mercedes driver called up toro wolf when they read that whole news that hamilton wanted to quit and everything <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if toto wolf had a nico rosberg moment out yeah, there yeah i mean esteban ocon must have been so happy you know he would have been like seconds. yes let's cancel my <laughs> renault contract i'm coming back to being a silver arrows driver yeah okay but let's stick to formula 1 and uh, yes of course thank you to lewis hamilton for bringing the world really into focus time. in time again because we're living the formula 1 life and we tend to get lost in this little bubble you know of 20 cars and drivers but yes, lewis hamilton isn't yes and hats hamilton. off to lewis hamilton for trying to save the world or at least make noise about it while we have sebastian vettel wanting to bring back the fuel guzzling v12s he's always so old Su- school <laughs> <laughs> but such such opposite ways of looking at life and the world and the whole climate change problem in the paddock and between the the most experienced world championship drivers we have out there but uh, talking about 2021 <coughs> you know the power unit manufacturers are actually already talking about 2025 and they are discussing what engine or power units should be used then Cyril wants all electrification and could all that's a noble thought really but do you think Renault will even be around till then ouch and 2025 is a long way off it is a long way off and i think formula 1 will keep the you know internal combustion engine or the engine as we all know it just to prove a point just to remind the world what technology uh, you know cars have been driving on for centuries before actually moving to electric power and they will probably keep the engine to differentiate themselves from formula e that's a point yeah, yes but the truth is that either formula 1 will race all electric too or then we're going to have what uh, two electric car racing series if that happens or kunal they're going to merge at some point well currently 25% of a formula 1 car's power is electric In 2025 the proposal is that they want to raise that number till 50%. I can already read the headlines in 2025, you know. Formula 1 power units don't sound like Formula 1. <laughs> Sebastian <laughs> Sebastian Vettel will still say bring back the V12s that's what he's going to say <laughs> yeah or in 2025 you know Verstappen or Leclerc or whoever will say bring back the V6s <laughs> <laughs> there's more to the future of formula 1 you know there is also talks about open source design proposals and i think that's a killer idea basically that's like crowdsourcing your aerodynamics and body work from whoever it is that you want on from the internet that's an interesting point and i even like what otmar recommended uh, he said the team no, you got to say his last name <laughs> that's the fun part <laughs> he said the team's finishing lower in the constructors championship they could get more uh, wind tunnel time to just try and catch up and that's also noble thought yes and you know by the time this rule even comes into effect which formula 1 has said that they are considering it uh by the time this rule comes into effect and is actually enforced the wind tunnel time could be converted into cfd teraflops because that's the metric of uh you know calculations out there but it is a very good recommendation and i hope formula 1 sort of explores you know different ways to try and bring the field closer together because that's where the fun lies Okay, Kunal. Let's talk about Ferrari. Uh, the aero concept is finally coming of age, and you know it seems that in 2022 we will see Mercedes and uh, 
Ferrari have different philosophies at play. Twenty twenty, yes. if that's what I didn't say. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought you said twenty twenty two or yeah. I think I'm so. I'm thinking too many years ahead. But yeah, twenty <laughs> twenty. Yes, it is actually heartening to see Ferrari finally make their aero philosophy work. It's been through a lot of scrutiny, you know, since the start of the season, and at least in terms of pace, Ferrari's you know made it work, but not in terms of actual results. In fact, Jacques Villeneuve said that it is the law of the sport of Formula One. Uh, Sebastian Vettel doesn't stand a chance in 2020. And it's Jacques Villeneuve who's probably written that law, and that's why he's so <laughs> confident that you know he sort of sounds like he's got this crystal ball. And uh, you know, even if they, even if he does or he doesn't, just watching Vettel fight against Leclerc will light up Formula One in every way. If it hasn't already done so, it has done so for me. Yes, but for now it's Mercedes that's just lighting up Formula One. Kunal, uh, guys, they won their sixth title. Uh, it's it's a new world record for yeah, like the, the history of the sport. The title it's double, a double, yeah. Yes, it is like wow. Um, I think we all need to applaud Mercedes's efforts. I don't think that they get applauded enough. So why don't we just have a round of applause Yay! for Lewis Hamilton? Valtteri Bottas and Mercedes and all the crew for their sixth title double, because you know apart from their package, which is phenomenally strong as we all know, it is their attitude, it is their professionalism that is driving them to greater successes. They've been a treat to watch all season long on track and on social media. In fact, guys, thank you for the entertainment, Mercedes. It's been it's been a pleasure. Right. So on to McLaren. They are working with Formula One to ensure that Carlos Sainz Jr. isn't invisible during the live race broadcast going forward. And I think he just faces a very peculiar problem. And in my view, the problem is he's not as fast as the top six drivers, but he's not as slow as drivers, you know, from eighth onwards as well. So yeah. he's suddenly in a race of his own. <laughs> in all business, the time. we call it being stuck in the middle. I think that's his problem. But honestly, given Science's performances in 2019, he isn't going to need an alternate career anytime soon. But Kunal, after turning YouTuber, he's now practicing to become. <laughs> wait for it, a trucky for McLaren. Yes, and I'm he was kidding. he was teaching Lando <laughs> Norris as well. <laughs> And I love all the social media banter that you know Carlos and Lando have. It's such a refreshing. Yeah, they're a really fun rivalry. Pair, yes. Anyway, closing notes for this episode, Kunal. We spoke of a crystal ball, and honestly, I don't know what the future is. But I'm going to take my word words back about you know crystal balls and future for a few minutes, because I'm going to place a bet with George Russell for 2020, and I know that I will win the bet and his house in return. Uh, Kunal, drivers anyway run out of money by the time they reach Formula One. Don't be cruel, poor George Russell. Well, it's it's actually not me; it's him. He's oh, just oh, classic placed... words. <laughs> <laughs> He has placed the wrong bet. He's gambled on the wrong thing. I believe George Russell has bet his house in favor of Williams improving in 2020. So there's a very good chance I might just win that bet. Williams didn't give Robert Kubica the new front wing in Suzuka. Uh, his customized steering wheel didn't arrive till after the summer break, and he was forced to retire in Russia. So strange stories that coming out of the Robert Kubica side of the garage in uh, at Williams. But I really do hope that Williams get their house and their team and their cars and their pace in order in 2020. 
social media is doing that you know 2016 versus 2019 photo thing and in 2016 get this williams was fifth in the constructors championship i'm just saying yes that's true i mean they they still have mercedes cars mercedes power units at the back of their cars yeah and uh, let's talk about kubitsa's haas's test and reserve driver uh, i really think that haas could do well with kubitsa's experience oh yes i absolutely agree and you know he'll come at the fraction of a cost of what a nico halkenberg would have come at or something to that effect but uh, i'll tell you one more thought that i had the other day you know while making some notes max verstappen should have actually been second or at least fighting for second in the drivers championship he has had such a terrible season after the summer break basically driver errors plus penalties you know that's literally the summary of max verstappen's season and as we all know albon has outscored verstappen since the summer break that's such a strange story and a headline but that's good news for albon it he's is. he's in contention for the 2020 seat And speaking of crystal balls, I think Max Verstappen also seems to have one because he said that Honda will deliver in 2020. And well, Kunal, I can only hope because I have no such crystal ball. And I can only hope for Max Verstappen's case as well as for the millions of Dutch listeners of the Inside Line F1 podcast. Thank you so much guys. I'm just feeling very grateful today. You know, it's Aww. probably the end of the season or at least we're nearing there. Yeah, let me also tell you about a very famous fellow. You know, he goes by the name of Eddie Irvine. Maybe you've heard of him, Kunal. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he said that uh, Leclerc is better than Verstappen. Well, he's most definitely heard that on our show first because that's what we've been saying. But the Japanese Grand Prix was a few days ago, and here's something interesting. Eddie Irvine in his debut season, I think it was '93, if I'm not mistaken, at the Japanese Grand Prix. he unlapped himself uh, you know by 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 overtaking Ayrton Senna who was a race leader and then Senna went and punched Eddie Irvine okay Ouch. yes but i'll tell you what Eddie Irvine shouldn't even go to Sandvoort for saying that Leclerc is actually more talented than Verstappen because there will be millions of Dutch fans wanting to do exactly that to Eddie punch him for his <laughs> statement by the way the organizers of the Dutch Grand Prix they're already gearing up for huge crowds uh they're working on adding more trains from the city to the circuit that is commitment well whatever it takes to make formula 1 a success in the netherlands because it's one more country added to the list as for eddie irvine i think he's just making pro ferrari statements to ensure that his retirement package from the scuderia is intact anyway final words on ferrari uh, so we've done some math and it seems that mick schumacher could join ferrari by 2024 or something yeah and the math is pretty simple right mm-hmm. uh 2020 another season in formula 2 uh 2021 he'll get uh, a seat at alfa romeo in all probability and he'll at least do one or two seasons out there that leads us to 2022 uh i have a feeling they might just give him a run at haas before sort of you know bringing him into ferrari before he's not fully ready so 2024 at the latest and 2023 if he is as good as sabine kahem thinks he is because she said that he is absolutely world champion material on that note ladies and gentlemen yes i have to actually add one last point even if mick wants to make it to formula 1 in 2020 uh he still doesn't have sufficient points for his super license so there's definitely formula 2 for him next season uh on that note ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you a few days before the mexican grand prix see you guys cheers